November is National Diabetes Month, and I'm joined today by Elena Ennis. She's the Diabetes Facilitator at Ridgecrest Regional Hospital, and I'm also joined by Annie Jorgensen. She participated in the Diabetes Empowerment Education Program, DEEP, and both are here today to discuss diabetes and the services that Ridgecrest Regional Hospital offers to patients. Welcome to the Ridgecrest Regional Hospital Podcast. I'm Scott Webb. So I want to thank you both for joining me today. We're going to talk about diabetes and awareness and resources. We know that November is National Diabetes Month, so it's a good time to talk about this. And I know, Elena, you have type 1 diabetes, and we're going to kind of get to that. But before we get rolling here, why is November the month chosen for diabetes awareness? So they chose November actually in honor of Dr. Frederick Banting. He was a Canadian doctor who was born on November the 14th, 1891, long time ago. Um, He, along with Dr. Charles Best, they were the first to discover and extract insulin from the islets of Langerans and the pancreas. And they were the ones who were responsible for the first insulin injection into a living person with diabetes. It's amazing. It's just, as you say, you're talking about the 1890s, right? Or 1891. It's like, how, how did they even think to do this? Or do you have any sense of that? Like what, what brought that on? How did they do that? Well, it was originally actually extracted from animals. They started with dog. They moved to pig and beef insulin. And currently the insulins that are used today are actually synthetic. They're all manufactured in a lab somewhere. So Sure. And the type of stuff that we can do today and manufacture today probably would have blown their minds. But Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so cool. So great. So we got just a, a foundation there as we get rolling here. So tell us more about your role in diabetes education and what's offered to the community. Well, I am the diabetes facilitator here at Ridgecrest Regional Hospital. I work as a peer educator for the Diabetes Empowerment Education Program. That's a diabetes self-management curriculum actually created by the University of Illinois in Chicago. I was diagnosed with type 1 in 2014, and since then I've actually participated in more than 10 clinical trials for diabetes devices. So we actually offer three specific things for the community here in Ridgecrest and the surrounding areas. We have the six-week education class called DEEP. We do that probably about three times a year. The class lasts for six weeks. We meet once a week for two hours each time. That class covers kind of the basics of diabetes and its management with a focus of avoiding complications later in life. Generally, it's intended for people who've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes or who have been told they have prediabetes. And we can also include uh, caregivers or your support system people uh, in those classes as well. We also offer a one-day class called Knowledge is Power. We typically do that in the summertime And that class basically covers as much material as we can get from the six-week class into a four-hour session. So that works really well for people who are not able to commit time-wise to a six-week class. We also have a monthly diabetes support group that's held the fourth Thursday of each month, and we have that January through October. Uh, We usually have a scheduled speaker for those meetings. They will discuss some topic of relevance to diabetes or prediabetes. Uh, with some time for questions and discussion afterwards. And so that's a a nice opportunity for people to get together with other people who are uh, experiencing diabetes as well. And our third offering actually is a grocery store tour. Hmm. Uh, We do that as a diabetes grocery store tour. And we offer that generally during the time when we have a deep class, although you certainly don't have to be in the deep class to take the grocery store tour. 
and you can take the class without doing the tour if you wish. We like to go through the store, kind of looking at the different foods that are available, talking about making healthy choices, and really about how to be a good food detective when it comes to <laughs> managing your diabetes. I love that. <laughs> a food detective. That that's probably not a bad job, actually. It's super important. Yeah, it is. And you know, I mentioned that you have type one diabetes, but you said there that you were diagnosed in 2014. And to be clear, I am not a doctor or any sort of medical <laughs> provider. But it seems to me that in my experience that folks are usually diagnosed with prediabetes or type two later in life. Maybe you could just explain, you know, what were you experiencing and to be diagnosed with type one, you know, a little later in life? Sure. So before I was diagnosed, actually, I kind of had the same mindset. I thought, okay, type one is for kids and type two is for adults. Yeah. And after my diagnosis, I actually discovered statistically, they say about half of all new type one diabetes diagnoses will occur in people over age 30. So hmm. um, it's really not very uncommon, you know, that way, by that definition, it's actually more common to be diagnosed as an adult than it is as a child. The difference really between the two, type 1 diabetes in its most simple form is considered a condition of insulin deficiency, where your body just isn't making enough insulin in order to keep your blood sugar in range. Type 2 diabetes is considered a condition of insulin resistance, where you make enough insulin but due to other factors going on in your body, your body just can't use the insulin appropriately to keep your blood sugar in range. Yeah, I'm glad you explained the differences. I was going to ask you to kind of, you know, break that down for us. And sure. uh, I, I never heard that I didn't realize that so many adults over the age of 30 were diagnosed with type 1. That is new information for me, and I'm sure good information for listeners. Good, good. A big surprise. And it is really a thing that a lot of people aren't aware of. So, yeah, it's definitely important to, to be informed about that. Yeah, I always say that these podcasts, the best thing that we do is educate folks, and we're definitely doing that today. And along those lines, maybe you can explain to folks how you being a diabetic, type 1, how it helps you relate to folks in the groups. Personally, I believe that one of the biggest things that helps people by the fact that I also have diabetes is I can let them know, I understand what you're going through. I remember the shock of being diagnosed. I also deal with the the hardships and the day-to-day -day things about diabetes management. I also feel like having been a little farther along on my diabetes journey than some of the newly diagnosed people that we talk to, I can be something that lets people know that, yes, you will survive. Yes, you can do this. Be encouraged. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there to help you. And while we do feel some grief when we are diagnosed, it's not something that is the end of the journey for you. You can manage diabetes and you can keep on moving and have a happy and fulfilling life even after a diabetes diagnosis. Yeah, absolutely. That's well said. And Annie, I don't want to forget about you. You're here and I know that you, you took advantage of some of these programs. So maybe you can share what programs you participated in and what you felt were the most, you know, uh, impactful parts of each. I just recently completed the DEEP program, which was the six weeks class. And I'm newly diagnosed. So I had been diagnosed about a month before the class started. And it gave me great information. I love that the first E in the name DEEP stands for empowerment hmm. because that's what the class really did for me. I went in there feeling pretty discouraged. Diabetes runs in my family and it has not been a positive experience. 
but I was shocked when I was diagnosed. The DEEP program taught me a lot. It also encouraged me and helped me move forward. The teachers are super informative, but not judgmental. And for me, that's a huge thing. I also did the grocery store tour Hmm. and my husband does all our grocery shopping at home. So he came with me and oh my goodness, he learned so much. And when we went home, he started going through our cupboard and saying, oh, we can make a better choice than this. Yeah. And so again, information really is power. And that community that Elena and Tara helped form gave you a feeling that you're not out there all by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. And as Elena was saying, it's not the end of a journey, you know, being diagnosed. It's really the beginning of a journey and learning to manage diabetes. And as she was saying earlier, be a bit of a food detective at the grocery store. So really cool that it was kind of a family affair that you and your husband were both in on it. And he's now going through, I could have him go over to my house and go through my pantry. I'm sure he could make some great suggestions. I'm sure he would love to do that. That's awesome. And I just want to give you a chance here, as I mentioned earlier, November is National Diabetes Month. What would be your most important takeaways as someone who's been sort of recently diagnosed and learning to live with it and manage it and you're on this journey now? What would be your most important takeaways? I guess my biggest takeaway is, is that a lot of times we tend to focus when you're diagnosed on a super terrible ending. Yeah. That could possibly happen. And for me, I have had to take my binoculars off and stop looking so far away and focus on today and tomorrow. Hmm. Do the best I can do today. Try to make good choices. Try to exercise. Do all of those things that lead to a healthy lifestyle anyway. And not get so caught up about being perfect. And that you can live a good life and have it not be traumatic. Yeah, that's perfect. So many of these that I host with providers, you know, we don't get to hear sort of the human side of it. It's very clinical and medical, and that's important, and it's great information and education. But it's lovely to hear from you and also Elena, who is type 1, that this isn't any sort of death sentence, if you will. That This is the beginning of a journey, and you can live long, happy, healthy lives. And as you say, Annie, live for today, right? Right. Yeah, that's perfect. Elena, as we finish up here, and it's, it's really been fun and educational today, we know that November is National Diabetes Month, and you told us why, and that's awesome, great information. But what would be your most important takeaways? What do you most want folks to know either about you as someone with diabetes and or as someone who helps folks with diabetes? My philosophy is type 2 diabetes in particular is a condition where there is a lot of patient stigma, a lot of discussion over whether the person caused it to happen to themselves by their own behaviors. And personally, I find that discussion not to be very useful at all when it comes to our education courses. Really, we are where we are today. And today is a great time to do what you need to do to manage your diabetes from here on out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that Annie had said earlier about the deep program that there's no judging, right? And as you say, there is maybe still some stigma about type two that, oh, well, you did it to yourself, poor habits, poor diet, whatever it is. But right. the reality is we're all in this just to try to fight diabetes, to manage it, to live long, happy, healthy lives. So uh, thank you both for your time today and you both stay well. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And to learn more about Ridgecrest Regional Hospital's diabetes services, you can visit rrh.org and search diabetes in the search box at the top of the page. And if you found this podcast helpful, please consider sharing it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for additional topics of interest. I'm Scott Webb, and thanks again for checking out this episode of the Ridgecrest Regional Hospital Podcast.